This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek. I am here with Steve Cockrum. Steve in the house. What's happening, brother? Hi, Jeremy. I'm good. Yeah, back from holiday, um, which was fun. And as always, um, into a heat wave here in London. So everybody is dying. Complain, complain, complain. You it's can... like, I mean... <laughs> You it's 88 like, degrees, Steve. If you could sell fans right now in England and air conditioning units, you could virtually put your own price on it. It's hilarious. You can't get the Okay, did right. you hear that? Anyone who's into fans <laughs> right now in the Liberator podcast, there if you you're a distributor of fans, there's an opportunity to work with Steve Cockrum <laughs> in, uh, I, I think, in England. I think the weather is one of the only areas that the Americans don't have deferential reverence for the Brits about you know you hear us complaining about 30 degrees and you guys go that's just ridiculous I mean you know we 30 degrees well I'll give you 30 degrees and I'll give you 40 degrees with humidity or whatever it is so I'm not expecting any sympathy well, but that is the big news in the UK at the moment we've had the Friday furnace we've had the the beast from the east and I think the new one is the some plume coming from North Africa it's nearly as good as your weather channel but not quite Nice. Well, you know, I will say that we're much more spoiled in the United States because everyone, virtually everyone, has aircon. Yeah. So air conditioning changes the game. When you don't have it, uh, 88 is totally different. So that's the there needs to be some That's the most there. compassionate you've ever been about the Brits and the weather. So thanks. <laughs> thank you. I've just, been oh. bought, I've just been out and bought a new pillow this morning, which actually apparently has a cool technology which you know me, I'm a sucker for any piece of gadgetry. This t- this pillow effectively is designed to keep your head cool during the night. So I'll be able to give an update on the next podcast uh, just how <laughs> successful this product was. So so you're no longer going to be a hothead, is that right? I've never been a hothead. That's good. It's always calculated. <laughs> they say you lose a lot of head, heat through your head, Jerry. So I'm always hot with my thatch oh, on top. Oh my goodness! Well, and again, for anyone listening, uh, if you have a gadget to sell, Steve. Uh, you can go to Steve at GiantWorldwide.com and uh, send him your gadget. Uh, he will buy it, obviously. Well, that's great. That's good. Well, I just can't complain. I've been actually just got back from Chile. Uh, and Chile in South America in the summer is actually their winter, which most people don't realize. So it was a nice, pleasant 45, 50 degrees. And uh, then we went skiing for a couple of days, and it was a good 30 35 degrees in Fahrenheit, obviously, but um, really, really nice to cool off when it was so hot here to be able to go away for a week and uh, ski and and work. I did work and ski, did both. I, I knew as an but, American, uh, you you would you'd have to at least explain you did some work while you're away. Otherwise, that would have been a week in Alaska followed by a week in Chile. That would have been like two years vacation allotment for the average American. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great, actually, a great topic for today. For those listening, our topic for today is how do you rest well? I don't know, maybe there's a better topic than that. We have a better theme, but that's generally what we want to talk to you about. How do you how do you rest in a 365, 24-7 world when you're constantly having to be on? And, uh, you know, we Steve just had a holiday, and uh, you can share a little bit. I just had uh, holiday, quasi-holiday, and um, how do you do it well? And most people aren't doing it well. It's really summer season for most of the our listeners anyway, and uh, for most, they're either finishing their holidays, their breaks, they're having rest, but what does rest look like in today's world? Why don't you give a quick 
overview, Steve, of of setting the tone and setting the reality of what rest looks like in the digital age? I think that um, you know it's it's a good theme to keep coming back to because we're, we're trying to help leaders how, how do you thrive in the world that exists today rather than perhaps the one that existed and you we kind of long after and one of the biggest changes was if you think of in in, in the industrial world even the end of it people used to take their holiday um, and they used to leave the office and travel somewhere and that was it so I mean there was no way of getting hold of people because in theory the the place where you worked was the place where you worked. And when you weren't there, you you know, we kind of remember, I'm probably older than you just, but the, the first mobile phones that, you know, were like briefcases, like weighed about 50 pounds and you could carry them somewhere, but they, they very rarely worked. So people got used to this idea that you would be working, you'd go home, and that vacation or holiday was the same principle. You go away for your two weeks, no emails, no phone calls, no interruptions. I mean, they could probably just about get the hotel with kind of some sort of telex or fax if there was a disaster. But pretty much most people of a certain age went on holiday and that was real first, second year. There was no fourth and fifth because no one would get hold of you. And then, you know, um, relatively recently, if you think about it, only 1990, Tim Berners-Lee typed www dot and changed everyone's lives. That we now have, you know, internet, we now have mobile phones, we have computers, and therefore, even when people are away, in theory, on vacation or holiday now, there is still the expectation for many people that we're available, that we'll be answering emails, that we'll be doing maintenance, or that you know we, we, we'll, we'll kind of make it work around our vacation. I think that's a great question to ask. How do you, how do you basically do that well in the new world? You know, some people go, I'm not available. Two weeks, goodbye. But that kind of feels wrong now. I don't know many leaders I know who have the luxury of doing that. I, I love reading people's out of offices to kind of see what they put as their. Most of them are saying, I'm away with my family. Um, I will be looking at email less frequently and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Whereas, you know, some of my friends in Scandinavia, I used to love the, uh, the emails which would come in. I'd send something in the beginning of July and they'd say, um, I'm really sorry, I've gone to the cabin. Um, and I will be back on September the 5th. So the days of a seven-week out of office, mm -hmm. I think some of those were pastors, to be fair. But that was kind of the old days. So that's the kind of setting a bit of the scene. We're all trying to deal with it. Culturally, I think it's a bit different between America and Europe, but I think we're all yep. learning so, how we survive. Yeah, and, and so with that, you know, you think uh, everyone listening, we, you have your own uh, view of that and in your own history of it. And some... You know, if you think of self-preservation, what are you afraid of losing? Uh, some people are afraid of losing their respect or if they're out of office for some certain period of time, they might lose influence in their mind or their boss might think this or that of them. Or And so what's interesting about holidays and choosing uh, holidays as, as rest is like, what is recharge really look like for you? So if you think take the gear analogy and the gear lens that we that the five gears that we've talked about, many of you have heard, um, first gear is first gear recharge. So what does recharge really look like for you? So Steve Cochran, what does Steve really need? Jeremy Kubitschek, what, what do we really need for ourselves? That's another interesting bit because a lot of times um, certain uh, uh, leaders are fixated and focused on pleasing or serving uh, other, you know, their families or a spouse and so, uh, or there's a general pressure 
of a bucket list. So it's almost like, yeah, we did this. We've been to the Caribbean. Now we need to go to, you know, X, Y, and Z. So the cost goes up, but it might be frantic. It might be, so a vacation might not actually be vacation because it's just a check the bucket list and, and to please someone or think that it's going to please the kids or, or even to make us appear to be amazing because we did such and such and we can tell people we went here and there. And so a holiday, truly, uh, a, a vacation truly should be about recharge. It should be about rest. So that means that you need to find out what recharge looks like for you and be willing to do that. And it might be, it might be sitting in a cabin in, in nowhere uh, that, that no one wants to, to go to. Like, you went where? But recharge could be a book and some restaurants. I mean, it could be all types of different things. So what does recharge look like for you then, Steve? Let's get into specific rest and recharge for you. Yeah, I think you've, I mean, I think the key thing is for everyone to understand there's not right or wrong here. I think you have to work out what works for you. Um, so I'm one of these people that actually finds, um, I, I have an axiom which says every gear every day. So in my mind, I would much rather um, be able to maintain work so that I don't feel things are building up or that I'm kind of just able to keep a finger on things. Because I tend to get up a lot earlier than um, most of the rest of my family, certainly on holiday, I've, I've found that basically for me to be able to get up, just to be able to you know walk a little, think a little, and then I'll usually do an hour, somewhere hour and 90 minutes, almost between about six and six and eight usually is my kind of window, where I do maintenance. I don't initiate anything and I don't plan I don't structure meetings when I'm away, but the nature of our role is sometimes you, you have to be available. So for me, I think it was the discipline of being able to get up, um, do the things that need to be done, and then literally I put it away. And I think the key thing I found for me mentally is if I've got my phone with me, then in theory I, I kind of am either tempted or somebody can get hold of me with an email or a call and all of a sudden the kids think I'm working. So for me... That the discipline of doing fourth, fifth gear early in the morning means that I can genuinely then leave my phone in the room, leave my iPad tucked away. So when the kids come down, or when I take a cup of tea up to Helen or whatever it is I've done to try and earn some brownie points, it's a bit like the kids go, Dad's on holiday because there's no electronics around. And I think that for me has been a um, you know a really important differentiation of when am I at work and using every gear every day, or when I'm on vacation. As far as they're concerned, it's what it looks like. Now, I don't really have huge stress and pressure in my life. I love what we do. And fourth gear is like my natural habitat. So for me, in some ways, just being able to choose our rest and recreation. I love doing it with people. I, love, I think our families love going away with other families. Um, there's only a limit to how long we can all be together on our own before people either spend an awful lot of money or get frustrated. I think just learning that reality of how different the extroverts and the introverts are in our world and you know usually go places where we can do things so you know the holiday we were on this time we had a nine-hole golf course on the estate where we were staying in Scotland so to be away with depth friendships is really important for Helen and for, for the family and the, the girls then are with their cousins and friends so it's almost like for me that that idea of just I do fifth fourth in the kind of very early morning I'll always do some exercise every day even if it's walk a couple of rounds of golf um, you know, visit the Highland Games, lots of meals. And I think for us, 
just being able to sit down, play some silly card games, and usually to eat together. I know us Europeans, you know, a dinner in the evening is a is a real social occasion that may go on for a couple of hours, and you know that. So that's the kind of rhythm that really is recreating for me. We don't like driving all that way, but I'm still one of these people that prefers just to be able to maintain work and just deal with what I need to be able to do. But I then apply the discipline of going, there are certain times of the day when I've not got my phone with me and therefore that everyone perceives that I'm hopefully physically, emotionally and intellectually present at the same time, which is the challenge uh, for characters like me. So there you go. What about you? How do you do it? Yeah, so I, I would I'd be a little different than that. Um, I think for me to, to really recharge is I, you know, you do all the, you work like crazy to be able to, to get off and, and take a break. But what I'm doing is, and I usually before I go, I'm just wanting to make sure everything is, everyone has clarity of what they need from me beforehand. So I've done a good job of at least letting people, uh, sharing expectations. Hey, I'm going to be away. I'm going to be gone. Here's what you need. Do you need anything now? that you can, yeah, and so doing all that ahead of time, so that, because I don't do that, I can't do what you just said, because if I do, my mind won't sh- shut off, I can't, uh, for whatever reason, if I, if I had a conversation or an email, it would stay in my mind, and it would circle back around, and I can't turn it off, so for me, a vacation, it really rests, is truly, hey, I'm off, I'm in a way, and I'm a, I'm away. Usually, it's a week. I know that the thing in all of the listeners, uh, for those who understand the the European uh, uh, cycle of vacation, and, and I, having lived there, I actually really valued it and see it because it's basically making people uh, uh, stay fresh. Versus a lot of the American is like, hey, here's your yeah, I'm going to take you know. I just talked to a couple of our clients are you taking a break yeah i'm going to take a, a, a long four-day weekend i'm like so you mean you, you've had two four-day weekends that's it and it's just it's just not healthy like you need more time than that but for me i have to actually get away and be secluded and turn off uh now you and i i'll check in with you every once in a while that to me is just catching up that's not a, a big as big of a, an issue but if I'm on with other people, I can't turn it off with myself. So what I do is um, I like experiences and I like ambiance. And so I like to find places that are so unique and that have some memory to it. And, hey, remember that time we ate at such and such, you know? And and uh, if I can control it, if I'm with another group and can't control it, then it, it is what it is. But if, I, if I'm doing it, I love the planning of of what it could be. I like planning for rest. I like planning for recharge. Like, hey, okay, and then we could go hang at the beach for uh, X period of time, or we can go up to the cabin and do, or whatever. And for me, I have to, um, I can't take books that have any business or leadership or anything that's in our core business. So I read historical fiction books or biographies. And to me, that when I have a book like that, it actually sets the tone for me. And it's really fascinating because if you if you see what books I'm reading, you'll know what gear I'm in. Mm. And uh, the 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 books for me, uh, Jeff Shara book, uh, he's kind of a, a a war books, but he's kind of a historical uh, fiction writer. And I love those kind of books. And so when I'm reading those books, I'm literally in vacation mode. And uh, so I love to finish a book. I love to just hammer through it, and I'll take two or three with me and get through one and a half of them. 
And so uh, rest and recharge means for me reading. It means uh, food and ambiance. It means uh, some experience of some sort. It probably is not going to have as much exercise. It's probably not going to be, I won't have any fourth gear activity in mind. So that's the difference between you and I. And I think that's the key that we're trying to say here to everyone. Uh, there's a lot of pressure sometimes when you see how other people vacation or rest and you think you need to do that or, well, maybe we should go here. The key is to find out for yourself, what does it look like for you? What mm -hmm. truly recharges your batteries? Because you've got to get to a place where you're so effective back at work. We need you healthy. So what does the recharge look like so that you can lead and become the most effective for, for those in your world? So um, the other thing I'm realizing is um, I don't do as a, good, a good enough job of planning for it. And so I'm really, really working on uh, scheduling and planning for um, vacations and uh, doing a much better job than I normally have in, in, the, in the past. So whether you are, uh, those who are listening, um, you know, what have you done well? One, one thing that you can look at is look at the last two years and jot down your vacations and jot down your holidays. What was really, really effective? Were you really rested when you got back? Most people will probably say no. So what's it going to take for you to get to the place where you can truly rest, where you can be free to, um, uh, to recharge in the way that you need to recharge, not feeling like you need to keep up with the Joneses or uh, do something just for someone else's sake, but to, to really schedule it. And then for those around you, what's recharge look like to your spouse, your kids, your uh, family members, friends, whoever you're with, and honoring recharge. So that might be a good place to start in dialogue or conversation. Steve, anything else to add to that? Yeah, I think... Um... I think the idea of celebrating difference and, and recognizing that that actually each individual has a different wiring. And I'm not even sure it's just purely based on personality this time. I think there's just that we're, we're having permission, I think, to ask what recharges me. And I think that's the, the key of first gear. First gear is not doing nothing. First gear is recreation. It's the absence of work where what you're doing is you're recharging the batteries emotionally, physically, intellectually, spiritually, whatever it is you do. And for each person, that's different. So, you know, you'll be no doubt surprised here. I've been seeing four movies while we were away because the kids love movies. You know, it's almost, I think, they, they love doing it with dad. I find sometimes just being able to go, that causes my, my brain to shut off. So I think it's just taking the time, like you said, to sit down and to actually ask the question, not what's the most expensive holiday we can go on or what's the thing we're going to be able to put on Facebook that everyone thinks is amazing or Instagram if you're really cool. It's what is it that really recreates me? What does it recreates my family? And I would say that a really, really good holiday will always have some depth second and some depth first gear in. Whatever other gears you happen to manage to find, second and first, I would say, are probably the, the, the gears that most people find hardest to access when they're working flat out. So therefore, you usually have to have an intentional strategy. Um, and if you don't schedule the gears you find most difficult, they won't happen. And I think that's the other piece of, you know, my challenge to America is often actually putting some rhythm into your day, to your week, to your month, to your season, because it's sometimes, you know, like you said, they take a couple of days because it happens to be a particular festival. There is something very powerful, I think, about productivity when people truly take the time to rest 
because it also communicates, I think, to those closest to you that you're not defined by work. And for many of us, if we're not careful, however much we, we think we're present, perception is reality. And if you ask your kids, um, you know, do you think daddy's on holiday? You often get a different answer to the one you would particularly like. I found the only way that I demonstrate to them that I really am with them is that I don't have electronics with me, which is a um, particular challenge for those of us who are addicted to our PDAs. <laughs> no, absolutely. And so uh, if, if we were to give you a challenge, uh, listeners, to um, what you should do with this, this podcast today, one of them would be, why don't you create and actually put in the calendar, this is mainly for Americans, uh, put in your calendar um, your vacation, when are you going to do it next summer? I mean, plan out or this next year, 2019, actually go ahead and put it in your, your calendar and then start to work back to get what would be a really, really great recharging vacation, recharging holiday. And, and what would that even entail? So that would be one uh, challenge that we'd throw out for you. I know I'm, I'm planning to do that. I've already actually talked with my assistant. We're already looking at what's the break and what's it going to look like for us. So we're being proactive and uh, putting something that you can even look forward to, even though if it's a, a long a way off. But that would be one challenge that I would uh, throw out. Steve, do you have a challenge for any of the listeners that uh, you'd like to, to give them? I'm going to piggyback on yours first of all, because what I'd say is for those of you who are um, very much fourth, fifth gear people. Um, my thing, being married to Helen is complete opposite to me as an ISFJ nurture guardian. For her, the fact we plan holiday and breaks in our year is probably the most powerful sign to her that I value her. So I think for those of us who love work, it's not just about recreation for you, it's about that, what it communicates to those around you. Because as we've often said, when it comes to the end of people's lives, very few people um, ask, what did you achieve? The things that people say about you usually mean the most. So I think a big one for me is to go, particularly if you're sitting here listening to this going, oh, guys, you know, typical, you know, you're telling me not to work as hard. I'm saying, well, I think one of the main reasons is, yes, your recreation, but I think what it communicates a value to the time you spend with spouse and also with kids and friends. And I think that's a really, that's certainly one of the most powerful challenges to me. What is reality for those around me? And don't forget, it's not what I think it is, that their perception of how I value time with them and how I prioritize it and how I do rest is their reality. So my challenge on top of Jeremy's would be is if you think you do rest well and if you think you do vacation well, ask the people that you love most how good they think you are at doing first and second gear. Because if you ask your kids, they will give you an honest answer, far more sometimes than you would like, and your spouse probably will give you a bigger insight into how good am I at doing first and second gear? How am I good? Am I really taking the time to recharge, recreate? And doing that first and remember second gear, how do I take depth time with the people I care and love most? Because that's what I would say is the, the primary two purposes of that recreation, that first gear recharge. Do you have anything else, Jess? Yeah, th this is the, now an opportunity for you as a whole. So we've been talking about holidays and uh, really scheduling, you know, things that that are memorable but also recharging. But take that into recharge in general. 
what does recharge look like in your week and your rhythm of your month and how do you do that well and I think that's that's something that I, I would give uh, most and I'm using Americans here probably a D or a D minus is that we typically go from uh, fourth fifth year just kill ourselves work 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 and then we crash and as you've heard, crashing is not recharging. Crashing is crashing. Crashing is not resting. And so how do we avoid crashes and how do we build recharge in? So what does it look like? And just a reminder from the five gears training, not doing email before breakfast. Uh, you know, really putting things in, that understanding what recharge looks like on a daily basis. Some of you need uh, to take a, um, if you're an introvert, you might need some time away for lunch or to go listen to something or to read or have some people who go on a little drive or, I mean, there are all types of things that, that just make sense for you and your personal recharge. That's really the goal here. But as it relates to holidays, making holidays really, really count versus you coming back from a holiday feeling like you need a, uh, you need a holiday from the holiday. <laughs> and so our, our goal would be that it was so powerful that it could actually fuel you for the next season. So we hope that helps. Uh, we hope that, that uh, you find this, uh, uh, this concept valuable. If you need to go back and re-look at the five gears, uh, the five gears book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, it's just a really helpful tool uh, to, to help you understand what in uh, what gear you should be in and to Steve's point which I really love uh, every gear every day that just makes a lot of sense to understand what gear you should be in and uh, we hope you do get uh, some rest at the last part of this summer uh, break any any last thoughts Steve no I'm good um, I think it's I think most people who listen to podcasts are people that want to improve and they're usually highly competency driven and this is probably one of the a more profound challenge for, for many of you, but it's one of the ones that I think your influence, particularly in those key circles of influence around you, um, this is probably one of those battles if you win, your influence with those closest to you go up. Because it's hard sometimes when you're when you love your work and you, you're a hard driving person that kind of loves to make things happen. I would say this is probably harder sometimes than actually leading teams and organizations for many of the leaders we work with. So here's your challenge. Enjoy the remains of the summer and, um, and rest well because your productivity will increase if you're able to do that. And also you're just your sense of peace that basically you feel like you put a deposit into the account of your key relationships, whether that's kids, key friends, spouse, whatever it may be. Holiday is an investment in that deposit, which... Um, if you're anything like us, at some stage during the year, you will need to make a withdrawal from as yet another trip or whatever it is happens. So there's my final little thought and challenge. All right. Well, to all those listening, we'll catch you next time on the Liberator Podcast. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.